1: Let me bang I you do let you, I you bang. Bang. Hey, let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus, man. I let you bang. bang. I let you, bang. No, let you, bang. Let you bang. Greetings, Merge and Bridges. Go for Jesus. No, forget Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again your favorite mixed martial arts podcast recording out of los angeles california it's mma roasted with adam
1: hunter
2: who
1: the fuck is that guy what's up people welcome to a brand new mma roasted podcast me i'm here with one of my best friends in the whole world a guy who i absolutely love sometimes i Uh, We get too close, and then I annoy you. Uh, I feel like like, (laughs) I don't know. When does that happen? You're one of those people that like because like sometimes sometimes I try to ask you questions in the podcast, but I'm like, but I feel like you think I'm trying to bust you. But I'm not trying to bust you. I'm well, a- yeah, okay, listen. Yeah, on the podcast, I mean, there's some
2: shit you just asked me when we're not on the podcast. I know, I know. Because I think you share too much. This is an MMA podcast and you go around telling them everything about your fucking family, about your kid, about all this shit. I'm like, dude, if I could shut up, this isn't it. Dude. But that's me. I, I
1: I don't share like that with the public. That's See, that's the thing. It's like I've... uh. I it's weird. I have this like OCD. I went to the school in high school. It was like kind of a cult. I got brainwashed in a way. Yes, it, it was better. It was good. It was good for me. I'm still brainwashed. It was actually good for me because I was in a terrible projection in my life. But was just I, I, the military academy? Was this the boarding yeah, school, the boarding school? Uh, the boarding school. Uh, right, right, right. They basically said, if you don't, if you're not honest with yourself, if you're not honest with everybody. So I would constantly clear my conscience and with relationships, I would tell girls, I would tell people things that I didn't need to tell them because I felt like if I didn't tell them, I wasn't being honest. And while that could be very entertaining, it has also fucked up every single relationship. Totally, exactly. And
2: that is part of growing up though. That is part of getting older is realizing that, you know, not everybody needs to know everything and maybe you shouldn't say, because I think that is endemic, especially with with comedians to overshare, uh, You know, to be brutally honest, to put too much out there, tmi i think was invented by comedians um you know we just we can't help it we want we want to just put all our i that was my thing i would just put all my cards on the table yeah
1: i you know oh know?
2: That, day problem. one here's what i want i could see a, you know and it's like no 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 but you, you know you learn to, to...
1: Like, <laughs> with the podcast i figure like what's gonna separate us yeah we're funny as fuck yeah it's great but i'm also like I just, I just want to get it out. And then all of a sudden my wife gets, I used to be a lot worse. I mean, it, w- it was easier when I was single. Cause I would just say it, I had no one the fucking thing, but then sometimes like I exaggerate for comedic effect. And then my wife's like, you said this. I'm like, yeah. Cause it was funny. If I was like, yeah, things are going great and blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't be, which they are. They really are. Uh, but at the same time, like I don't know. I was, it was funny. See, I'm
2: lucky. My wife doesn't listen to our podcast. So that, you know, that's something I, and honestly, if she did listen to it every week, I probably would uh, temper, you know, my jokes quite a yeah. bit more. I'd probably be a little, but I, again, I don't talk about her much. I, I don't want, like when I post about my wife on social media, I don't tag her. I don't Go put her name her. out there because otherwise fucking weirdos including weirdo comics, try and like friend her or follow her or get it. And I'm like, Dude, leave my wife, you know, so I just leave her out of it as much as humanly possible.
1: I know. Right. I, I hear you. It's not some funny. Like we got into an argument last week, my wife and I, because uh, you know, it's always like, well, whenever I go away, it's always like I go away for a week sometimes. Day one. I miss you. I love you. wish you were here day two hey things are hard by day four i didn't sign up for this shit i'm a fucking single mom (laughs) fucking bullshit when are you coming home you know and then like the day before i i I, like i I come back day five it's like i love you again i come home i love you again and then i'm I'm home for two days when are you leaving It's, it's literally uh, that my sex. wife
2: my wife uh she wanted to she wanted to have sex the other morning and i i was so hungover. <laughs> i was like wow. i was like oh, can we do this later and i never say no like i'm always like yes let's you know but i mean i really i just like my head was throbbing i was like no i'm sorry i
1: can't do it i'm not in the mood no, I turned down a blowjob before a comedy show one time. I was like, "I want a blowjob like after the show," and I'm like, <laughs> because I because in my head, this is how my brain works. I'm going to get a blowjob. I'm not going to be funny. I'm going to be too relaxed. I'm not going to be sharp. Right, and exactly. Gonna, you're, gonna,
2: you're, you're she's she's sucking the juice
1: out of you, and I'm going to blame it on that. her. Yeah, I'm going to blame yeah. it on her. So now I'm like, but like, what? Why? You know. But so anyway, then then what happened was so, so the other day she was like, you know, you know, you don't have time for me, but you have time for comedy. You have time for coaching wrestling. You have time for your podcast. You have time for MMA. You have time for this. And I was like, OK, number one, I do have time for her. But I go. My wife's Christian. I'm like, listen, imagine if Jesus uh, had a wife and she wanted all his miracles. He wouldn't have cured. Are you comparing? so. <laughs> Well, you know, was like, Jesus
2: was a Jew.
1: So. I'm like, he forgave me. It was just, uh. so yeah, that was, but I was about to post this video. You ever like clip these videos? Because now it's all about posting. Even on my Instagram now, it's all comedians posting the videos. And yes, on, the one hand, on one hand, it's so fucking annoying because you have to caption them too. Like, and, yes. and I talk so fast. So my captions are always like well, nothing it- to do.
2: And that's the thing. If you either do it yourself, they have the auto caption, but then you have to spend just as much time correcting the auto caption as if you just typed it your fucking self the first time. There's literally zero time saved, so you might as well just do it yourself. Plus, the timing's always uh, off when you do the auto caption. It's always better if you just fucking right. just sit so there. It and like, do but a
1: part of me is like, well, why am I doing this? So I justify it going, well. A lot of times I'll go through my material, old stuff, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I forgot. I don't do that joke anymore." Or, "Man, this is why they didn't laugh at this." Or, "Oh, they didn't hear this." So it is. But then you're like, "I could be writing new jokes right now and not captioning this shit." So it's like there's constant that. And but well, then this like-
2: is this is the war between new and old comedy because you know the traditionalists. We just wanted to be great comedians on stage. We didn't have to be. And for, the first thing they tried to make us was promoters. Oh, Suddenly yeah. when MySpace came out and all that there, you know, it used to be, we did the show. They filled the room. Then comics were like, I'll fill the room. And they started getting jobs. So we're like, I guess I'll fill the room. So then they try to make us the promoters. Okay. Now we don't get to just be comedians. We got to be video editors and social media marketers and promoters and flyer, graphic designers and all this shit that nobody goes into standup to want to do.
1: No, no. And then I'm like, so then I'm like, well, why am I? Then I look at Matt Rife, right? Matt Rife mm-hmm. a, a funny comic, who d- was doing some crowd work. I look at his TikTok videos, six point eight million fucking followers. I'm like, this dude's on a fucking tour. And I'm like, not to compare myself to Matt Rife, but I'm like, I got some shit that I think is fucking hilarious. My crowd work. So I'm like, well, why am I not doing this? So now I'm. But then I'm like, well, the shit that I think is really funny. I'm like, is this going to get me fired? Because yeah. am I going to post this and someone's going to tag? whatever and say because you're not people are laughing but they're not there so now i'm like they're not there watching it it's different which is a live experience because you've seen the 27 minutes before that happened or people it's you know everyone can see the person i'm making fun of so now yeah. I'm like, so now i'm like do i get a fucking gopro for a, where i put it on my Put it on my shirt so I could see the person that I'm fucking with. Well,
2: and that's Uh, the thing. Like a lot of these guys, they have the help of someone
1: else that's traveling with
2: them, working with them. That's basically like fully invested in their career, doing a lot of that work for them. You know, because we don't have that person. We never wanted to have that person, you know, but they do. They have the, a best friend that like, you know, they uh-huh. they want to be part of it. So they shoot the audience and they shoot all the things and they cut the clips and they, inter- you know, and they do a big chunk of that work for them. I mean, we're one man bands. But, but on
1: the other hand, it's like, okay, so I sold Kamikaze Comedy twice already. Like I told you, I sold it to Fuel TV. We shot a pilot. You were on it. All of a sudden, Fuel went under I get the pilot back. I sold it to Esquire. We shot a pilot. Esquire goes under. Now I have it back, right? Before that, I sold it to MySpace. Actually, I sold it to MySpace even before that. Um, so now I'm like, tr- now I have another idea for a couple shows and I'm reaching out to production companies, right? First thing they go is you call them up. Oh, great. You know, well, this is great. But how would you feel if we had, let's say... Burt Kreischer or Theo Vaughn or somebody else as like the lead in it. Right. So right away away they try to take away whatever the fuck you did. And you're like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, then they're like, well, now there's gatekeepers and people not calling you back. So I'm like, fuck these gatekeepers. I can just put it out myself. So now you're like, there was actually a really good uh, video. I'll I'll show it to you that Jason Alexander actually put, I love Jason Alexander. You can't argue that. I mean, he's one of the funniest people ever. I mean, he, yeah. he without him, there's no Seinfeld. I'm sorry. No, you're right.
2: You're right. The whole chemistry of the other people was what made that show work. Yeah.
1: And he made and a absolutely. video. He made a video recently said, okay, here's my advice to young actors or to actors. He goes, the days of people putting you in something are over. He goes, yep. he goes, maybe, maybe someone will put you in something, but that's one in a million. Or one in a, Every day someone gets, a, he goes, you have to do it yourself. You have to get the camera person. You have to get the videographer. You have to get the actor. You have to get this. He goes, all you need is a fucking phone. He goes, and then if you put out good stuff, you'll always work. You'll always work. And then maybe someone will see it and will put you in something that you can't afford to be in. And I'm like, right. holy fuck. That's that's exactly what we're doing. Well, and that's but- what I
2: said. We It started it started back it, within the MySpace days which we entered what I was calling then and I call it now is the era of pop comedy. You know, it got away from, you know, having to put together an hour, having a tour, having to build yourself into a great comedian that could really do the job. And all you needed was a hit clip. And now, you know, so what used to be in music, a hit single, we are now up against the viral video. The viral video is the hit single of comedy and, and, and music. But music you can do more, you know, the with the song can break out on SoundCloud, like as just a song. So for them, you know, whereas they need the hit single, we now have to have, you know, oh, no. a, a a hit, a viral video. It's and about media, a viral and video. So much, and I'm, those guys, you know, they ping, they have a hit single, and then you can tour on it. If that's the that's the the formula now. But again, much like music everybody's putting all this shit out there and you're like, why doesn't this hit? And honestly, I don't know,
1: you know? Uh, and some of it is like social media while we need social media, because I hate to say it, but a lot of times I'm putting stuff up, not for even people, but for bookers because bookers follow me and people that yep. own comedy clubs and they're the ones who see it and go, Oh shit, this is funny. Oh, I forgot about Adam, you know? Uh, But so you're putting it there, but it's depressing. It's so fucking depressing social media because you're watching everyone else. Fuck. And then even when I put stuff up, like yesterday, I put a flyer up. Hey, I'm going to be in whatever. And the club books the opener, right? So I don't, I don't book the opener. And then and then someone, so somebody writes, man, you're one of my favorite comics. Why are you always working with these fucking comics I've never heard of? These fucking uh, pieces of shit. And He goes, why don't you work with Bert Kreischer? And why don't you work with Tom Segura? I'm just like, like, like dude. I'm deleting this fucking comment. This is not a compliment. And second of all, just because you've heard of comics on a podcast doesn't mean they're the best comics. It, it's not even not even close. Podcasting and stand-up comedy are two different things. For example, no. I mean, Greg, you're one of the funniest comics I've ever seen. But there's also guys like Russ Manif and Pete Corialli and Joe sure. Godfrey and Mitch Fattel. And, and I mean, and I'll put these guys against any one of your favorite comics. Okay. Any yeah. one of your favorite comics, I will put the Greg Rogel's up against, but you, you, you have not heard of Greg Rogel, these fucking idiots, yeah. but you have heard of Tom Segura because of Rogan and everybody else. And well, and that's That's
2: why he, Rogan moved to Austin. Everybody and their brother moved to fucking Austin because they knew that getting on Rogan was more valuable than actually mastering the craft and slugging it out on the stages of New York and Los Angeles. Yeah, Do
0: you I mean, mean to tell me, Greg, you guys honestly believe Brendan Schaub wouldn't be a stand-up comic right now if we weren't on Rogan 170? Dude, I heard heard
1: a I heard story about him recently. I, you know,
0: I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I don't think so. Dude, this <laughs> there's a booker. stopped talent.
2: booker told
1: oh, me. Oh, well, if it's one thing we learned, a lot of things can stop talent. And, and as a comic, Greg, I'm, I'm sure you and I both know that, like, there's nothing funnier sometimes than when somebody has, like, even like the dime bar, which is like this little fucking hole in the wall that I I built just to get better at comedy, literally just to get better. I love it. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's 10 people there, fifteen people there just to work on shit. But when you see, I I, I see comics all the time. They get off some, some tour with a bigger name comic. So they're doing stadiums and they walk in there and joke bombs joke. And they're like, fuck man just so you know fifteen thousand people laughed at that fuck and they get so fucking angry and there is a poetic justice in that of like yeah dude it's like when i open for russell peters and they're like hey man are you nervous and i'm like no there's seven thousand people here if half of them laugh that's still thirty five hundred people laughing yeah uh yeah. When there's seventeen people and half of them laugh, you know that's what eight and a half people. So it's a lot fucking harder. Um, Strong math, by the way. Way
2: to do that. Uh, no yeah. problem. When uh, you try to split seventeen, I was like, which side of this is even? It's gonna, <laughs> the is he gonna go with a nine and six. Is it gonna go with a seven and eight? Do you, you yeah. know. Um.
1: But yeah, man. But I mean, even like I did a show at the Improv the night, and uh, dude, how do you feel, Greg, about comics that laugh at all their own jokes?
2: Uh, uh, by the way, I did math for 15, not 17. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> you know what? It depends. Because I, I say you should write comedy that makes you laugh, that you think is funny. So it depends. Some of them becomes formulaic, uh. to where their laugh, sort of like Fallon laugh, breaking on Saturday Night Live, it became his formula, was just kind of like to laugh instead of actually be funny. So it depends on who's doing it. You know what I mean? I laugh all the time on stage because, and usually it's because I'm improvising and I said something yeah. that genuinely cracked me up. So, uh, uh, you know, so it depends on if it's genuine or if it's canned. Uh,
1: dude, Some
2: guys, I- it becomes part of their act to just, like, <laughs> just laugh at their own stuff <laughs> and act like they're all cracked up. And it's like, well, you know, then then it's just ingenuine. It's not my favorite. You know, so, you know, it can cut either way.
1: I'm not a fan. I'm just like you, you. You wrote the joke. You can't tell me this is cracking you up every time you tell it on stage. Um, but anyway, I, I like go up Monday night. It's like the black show. It's all uh, Monday night. It's it's you know, and and I go up there and some fucking Asian girl with big titties just starts heckling like right away. Just got like I eat pussy. This and, that. and I'm like trying to shut her up. No one's shutting her up. Like,
2: what's her Instagram handle,
1: dude? She was hot. Too. <laughs> she was hot too. But I, I could uh, tell
2: no, the way you're describing, it, I'm like, this girl sounds fucking like, odd. Oh, I gotta see this Asian, big titties, and eats pussy. I must see this.
1: But it was one of those sets where, like, I was getting she probably has more followers, followers than all of us combined. But I was getting them joke to joke, but I couldn't get, I just couldn't get a role. I couldn't get, right. And I get off stage. And I'm just not, not the way that I wanted to. And then she wants to give me five and I have to cross lines with her. I have to pass her at this point. Like, I did not want to give her fucking five. Like, thanks. You fucked up my set. Like I did not want to give you five, but I did because I'm just like, uh, otherwise I would have been like, you know, so then that fucking host goes on and he's like, Oh, give it up for Adam Hunter. And then she goes, he all right. he all right, Right. And then the host is like, Oh, you want to fuck him
0: black <laughs> midway through her heckling? She became black. Dude, I, feel like
2: what, it was, I feel like it was probably the whole way.
0: Dude, I'll tell you guys what not to do during, uh, as if I know better than you, right? What not to do. Uh went to Theo's show, I told you the other night, here in Indy, right? Yeah. Um, And feel like I know him, Theo. And uh, like Theo Vaughn's show. And uh, in the middle, some guy starts screaming his name for no reason and will not stop. It's 4,000 people there, probably. No parking, by the way. I had to park illegally with my grand, dead grandma's um, handicap spot to keep from getting towed. But we walked right into the building. Um, well, let's I, not pretend
2: uh, you didn't keep it for a reason.
0: Yeah, no, I've had it. Yeah, for sure. Well, otherwise, if I don't use it, it's like she died for nothing. So I so anyway, this guy just keeps Jill's name. And Theo Vaughn finally says, dude, what are you doing? Like, stop. It stopped right in the middle of the conversation." Kind of city. So dude, why are you ruining it for everybody? you know, or whatever. And he was like, what, like you have, you might have family here. Like people might know you, what are you doing? And it got so awkward, man. It went from 3000 Brendan shops repeating the punchline after everything Theo Vaughn said, he actually said, Jesus Christ. And a guy behind me said, ah, Jesus Christ. Like that was a punchline. Like I thought, I thought Shab was sitting behind that. I swear to God, like every line, the guy oh. would repeat the last four words. And then uh, we're sitting oh. there, this guy, all of a sudden I hear, he doesn't matter what color it was, but he's probably black. A security guard starts saying, get up get on up, get up. He's trying to throw somebody out. And I was like, is James Brown performing back there?" Which is <laughs> all laugh from three or four people because it sounded just like James Brown. But no, that's awkward when the comedian starts talking to a guy and is unhappy. Like, it's different if you like handle like Norm MacDonald and start laughing or whatever. Yeah, He always you know, serious. He just got serious. Like, dude, why, do, why are you doing this? Like, a lot of people paid money to come here, man. Like, why are you, and everything just... The whole mood got weird, man. It was something else. Uh, can I, can
2: I, can I tell you? And this is the, you know, and I, I mean, listen. You, success, you know, you build an audience, stuff like that. But I've heard this about the the audiences that come from that group, that set of, of comedians, that it's the Joe Rogan audience, and that it, it it's it's it reminds me of the Howard Stern audience. You know, the Howard Stern audience very aggressive very vocal, and oftentimes would ruin shows. Yeah, and it's like, it. it's like, are you guys here to ruin the show or enjoy the show, you know? I got to say, well, though,
1: I got to say, when I did uh, Skank Fest, it was the opposite. I don't know, maybe because it's like they're very comedy-centric, where the other guys are storytelling-centric. But well, it, I think that's I, a
2: slightly different... I think that's not the same set, necessarily, of fans. Yeah. Uh, there, there's crossover certainly, but I think that that they are definitely probably... I mean that—that's more about a different group of people that aren't necessarily from that, that the Joe Rogan camp.
1: I just want to hear offensive jokes and for, you yeah, know, like speech and the whole thing. Yeah, I think that also when you have people that like podcasters, people feel like they know you. They feel like they know you. They, they listen to you two hours, three hours. like I know when I'm on stage, who listens to MMA roasted by what they're laughing at because they are laughing at things that like they're like along with it, and it's a great, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's great. It's, it's great, but a lot of times it's like. They don't understand this is a comedy show, you know. Um, it's like it's I like- know who
2: listens to MMA Roasted because they're the only ones with cauliflower ears in the audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just hate what sometimes, like, I went when I went up first Monday. I hate when I have to reset the crowd, like, when the host, yeah, does crowd work, literally, a joke, no jokes are told, and then you have to just reset them and then it's like people are looking at you like oh you, this guy's corny because i have punchlines." i'm like oh fuck but then you know eventually yeah, you yeah, slowly eventually, rebuild the rhythm yeah but that's what it is man i mean basically people are like what's different difference between a pro comic and an amateur comic is it's the same thing with football to me I, I compare it to football whereas you get these these stars in football quarterbacks that get tackled and by the third fourth tackle they're done for their fucking their whole career but the, uh-huh. the professional is the one that stays in the pocket you could throw three picks, but you're like, it doesn't bother me. And same thing when you have to follow a monster. Like I had to follow this comedian on a, a cruise ship the other day, and she was like a star. She had a, a pilot in the in the 90s. You know what it is, Greg. And then afterwards, she goes and sells CDs in the back while I'm on stage. Like while we, you're on yeah, stage. Yeah, while I'm on stage. Um Sorry. and there's a line to buy them. So I uh, but I knew the first couple minutes we're gonna be fucking hell but i was just like okay once i get them you just have to it's just once you land that first fucking punch it's just once you land that punch you're in the fight you just have to not fold and too many comics they fold after one or two swings or three swings like no you have to fucking stay there eventually if the material is good people will come along but it's just like fuck um um anyway so uh all right. Let's talk to, talk welcome to, about. to
2: another episode of Inside the Comedy Institute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, I'll just say Adam, with you, I've seen Adam perform twenty times probably, um, and one time comedy that didn't make sense. <laughs> hey, hey. Watching you in a porn movie or something—I don't know, man. Like, um, no, anyway. So that joke didn't work at all. Like, I tried, it didn't work. Didn't. Um, but uh, I've noticed your crowd work usually will get people going if you do that first, from what I've seen, because kind of yeah. like you know, like they're being weird. Like you, you asked four guys one time if you could join their cell and it took everybody like 30 seconds to realize what you meant. You looked over as a bunch of Saudi Arabian-looking guys or whatever, but you didn't say terrorism. and say anything. You said, hey, can I join your guys' cell when's next meeting? And everybody was like, what does that mean? And from that point on, everybody, dude, was laser-beamed on you to see what the reaction would be and this and that, and it was uh, – You, you got every-
1: some, You'd have to have different – it's like uh, you have to figure out what's working. What 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 kind of okay? The jokes aren't working. Crowd work's working. Or right, that's not working. Trick him into crowd work where they think it's the crowd work, but it's the joke crowd work. All right, Greg, you're right. We should talk about fighting. Uh, so the power <laughs> slap, Dana White's power slap league. I don't know uh, why we're going to talk about fighting. Nobody saw him, so okay. Dana White's power slap league is now going on pay per view. Uh, they're having what? their what? <laughs> yeah, did they did the. Did the one on TBS bomb or did it do well? I think it got like 300,000 uh, 300, uh, yeah. views, which is not a lot, but I That's I guess not now, great
2: for, broad, for for TV.
1: But I guess now they're factoring also like how many hits it got on Instagram or Twitter or, or viral videos. I guess that counts as views now. Um, so I don't know, but they're having their finale. It's on pay-per-view. Um, I don't know who's gonna. They're gonna have to have a band play or something. I I, I don't their, understand. Their
0: second show is their finale. <laughs> <They're> like
1: <laughs> no, they're like it's it's all leading up to I guess oh woo, do a some type of uh, ten thousand dollar prize or something or mind me up. And it's gonna be on pay per view. Uh, by the way, somebody uh, one of our fans said that he was sick of of nobody actually preparing for the show. So he sent me a bunch of fights that are coming up and told me to read them. Uh, so... <laughs> His name is shout out to John hots who he goes, I know you got a lot of your plate and the knuckleheads don't help you prepare for the show. I put together some notes for this week's episode, take them or leave them. Um, Thank you. All right. So Laura Sanko, you know, Laura Sanko is she's like this hot blonde who used to be a fighter. Oh, yeah, gonna, a, uh, I she's mean, gonna announce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big titties, beautiful, knows her shit. I guess she she's had a couple fights. Uh, she's going to be uh she's making the she's she's gonna be the first female announcer during a primetime show this Saturday night. And I guess she's getting some hate from other announcers. She didn't specifically say who, but I I'm pretty sure I know who, uh, because they were there before her. But she has fighting experience. So you know, you got fighting experience, you get a, you get a, you know, plus, you know, life isn't fair. (laughs) Life is not fucking fair. So and
2: here's the other thing you have to realize anytime you get an opportunity, somebody lost their opportunity for those guys that sat on it, you know, for the last several years, there were guys that were before them, you know, that got, that got, that they bumped off. And the problem is, is when you get it, you feel like it should be yours forever. You know, like you earned it. And, but then they're like, well, we're ready to make a change. And then, you know, they get it like, how dare you? And it's like, well, how do you think you got it, man? I mean, it's that way at comedy clubs. If you're suddenly headlining a week, that means somebody from last year on that week didn't get rebooked, right? you know? So this stuff happens. What's her name again?
1: Laura Sanko. She does a good job. Uh, she's a hottie. Uh, so Jake- How Paul, do you spell Sanko? I want to look this up. S-A-N-K-O. So Jake Paul is supposed to fight Tommy Fury, February 26th. The backup- in case Tommy Fury can't make it, is Mike Perry. (laughs) Mike, (laughs) which I think is a pretty good backup. Um, I know they've sparred before. I guess Jake Paul was beating him in sparring, and Mike Perry even admits that he lost the first couple rounds. Uh, But Mike Perry beat what's-his-name in in a bare-knuckle boxing fight, that guy from uh, MVP. I think Perry could beat – if Mike Perry takes it seriously, which I think he is, because I don't think that fight's going to happen – and Mike Perry versus Jake Paul is a very interesting fight because Perry is impossible to put away. He's got the hardest head in the history of heads. Uh, so I think- no, uh, ask the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about that, Sean?
0: Uh, I Number one, there's no way uh, Fury gets in the ring. No chance in the world. That's why they have to have a known backup fighter because he's not, I don't, his game is just stay famous and relevant as long as he can. I, have you seen him box? He yeah. is he the worst, maybe the worst boxer I've ever seen. He looks, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, it looks it looks more set up than Jake Paul's fights, like in the fights he fought. Like it's ridiculous. But uh, the only thing Mike Perry, he's you
2: said it because I'm watching it and thinking the same thing. But I'm like, I must not. What am I missing here? Because it doesn't. How is he in these fights?
0: Right, it's, Sorry, it,
2: it's
0: amazing. But yeah, Mike Perry, uh, I've seen him pro, uh, box professionally his first and second fight uh, in person and. uh, Jake Paul's bigger than him. I don't think Mike Perry would throw the fight. I mean, I guess anything's possible. But uh, if he knocks out or beats Perry, I gotta believe it's real, man. Like, I, like I gotta believe he's actually pretty decent. He's a lot bigger than him, but Perry's fought. I've seen him fight decent pros and hang in there. You know, like decent pro only boxers. You know, so um, he he can box. You know, I mean, he's I not will say this: it, it,
2: it's still fixed. It's still <laughs> and and that's why they have the backup because they're like, listen. The Fury thing, that's going to be a real fight. Definitely won't happen. That's why you should prepare yourselves now for the guy I've set up to take his place. The new $1 million man, Mike Perry. Completely fixed. Total garbage. Um, Have you guys seen the slap competition, by the way? I saw your (laughs) clip of it, uh, and I have to say, I had to watch it at least 20 times to really get what I needed to get that done. Sean, have you seen this? Is this Russian, by the way? Is it in Russia? Where it looks like is it's in this? Russia. That's what I, I was trying to decipher from the woman's accent. I'm like, is she
1: Russian? Is that what's happening? I mean, wouldn't this have been better than slap fighting? There's no CTE. You get to look at hot girls' asses. Um, this is what Dana should have – I mean, this would have been better, right? I mean, I think people would have said he was too, too sexist or anything, but – or is that what have been – I mean, but this is a way better sport, I think.
0: I came up with an idea for a grab ass uh, pay per view, but I realized UFC's already putting them on every month because uh, but, I haven't but, seen hard work of shit in months.
1: But I, I think you, I think you win by taking the most damage because the girl that clearly should have lost uh, won. So I'm not sure that that's that seemed like that's fixed. That's fixed too.
2: At least she kissed it at the end and made it better. <laughs> if they need someone to call that fight, I'm in. If they
1: need an announcer crew, you let them know. MMA Roasted is ready to step up. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events, bet, Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. what's up people listen i gotta talk to you about hello fresh all right now with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep my wife and i we had the best meal we've had in ages thanks to hello fresh i'm telling you you could skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Not number two, not number three, number one. Look, we all have New Year's goals, right? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Are you looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? I know I am. Okay, so cut back on those expensive takeout and delivery. Yeah, you go out there, it's gas, and you get there, and you got to pay for parking and this and that. People are just annoys you. Listen, HelloFresh has you covered. Okay, you'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to just whip up uh, a recipe and just you get a restaurant quality meal right in your own kitchen. All right, eating well is top of the mind this month. It's comforting to know you are always get top quality with HelloFresh. The ingredients travel all the way from the farm to you in less than seven days. So you know they're fresh, okay? I'm telling you, my wife, we've had the greatest meals. I'm so happy for HelloFresh, all right? So you got to do this. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted21 and use code Roasted21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping, okay? hellofresh.com. Slash Roasted Twenty One and use code Roasted Twenty One like I just said for twenty one free meals plus free shipping. All right, check out Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. They um, I got contacted by Fight Circus where they want me to announce that that's the one. And I I'm I'm gonna try to get they're coming to Vegas and I'm gonna try to get uh, us the three of us uh, and and Don I'm gonna try to sell us as like a package. I may have to take one fourth of the money to pay me. But it would be worth it just to have you guys there. I don't know oh, how yeah, hey.
0: man, I'll do it for free. we um, uh I just was thinking uh I should probably kiss her at the end because I heard 90% of cases for real, the um person's only hitting a woman because they love her. That's what I right. always thought. uh
1: thank you, Sean. Now, what happened? You said uh <laughs> texting wise And, and now for our get canceled moment <laughs> with Sean no, no, Sean, you told us um it was a story about you getting AIDS for eight minutes.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. I'll give you the condensed version, man. I'll try not to, uh, try not to, you guys know, I like to mess with doctors, right? Cause I don't like them. Um, so I took the uh, psychologist I, uh, last met with when I was trying to get a spinal cord stimulator, put in for a ride for a while. So uh, the
2: one that you thought would be a good idea to fuck with and yeah. to get
0: cleared <laughs> psychologically. Yes. I remember this. Um, Yeah, so I convinced the doctor he paralyzed me one time because he kept telling me there was no danger of paralysis, so I had to sign a waiver. Uh, I said, I'm not signing the waiver if there's no danger. What's the point? So I go to uh, try to give, since I'm still taking testosterone, my red blood cell count is too high, so they want me to go give blood. Well, you go there, well, your hemoglobin's too high. Come back in 24 hours. I'm like, okay, well, I'm an hour and a half from here, the only lab that does this. So I drive, come back in 24 hours. Oh, no, your blood pressure's a little too high. I'm like, what is it? 140 over 95. I'm like, well, that's like normal. It's a little bit higher than well. We, we you know, they on and on. dude. So you got to be in the perfect position, perfect everything. So anyway, I start to tell this lady the story about one time I was in Australia because she sticking me the needle can't find a vein. I said, last time this happened, I was in Australia and I was getting an IV to rehydrate uh, for my fight before Soapulele beat my ass in two minutes. Um, but uh, the doctor was very unhappy about being there. He was a friend with the promoter and he said, he's at an immediate care facility at 11 o'clock at night, giving us ivs and it's just irate that he's even there and making it known he hates that he's there cannot believe i came in to do this so trying to lighten the mood with the other fighters i said uh here we go yeah he stuck me in uh after a minute, he's sitting over there writing some stuff down. I said, Doc, uh, I-, I know you know what you're doing, but are there supposed to be big bubbles going into my veins? I said, it's weird, <laughs> this IV. And he jumped up, and I said, I'm just kidding, man. And he got upset about it because he, like, hit his hip on the desk and stuff So he was getting up or whatever. He was like, that's not funny. I said, if you saw the look on your face, it was, you know? And he didn't like it at all, right? So he starts looking at my chart, and he's like, who had these? looking around, he goes, you haven't had an HIV test yet. I said, yeah, I had one 10 days ago. He goes, you have to have it within 36 hours they fight in australia i said well i guess i'm not fighting then i hope they still pay me he goes no we'll do one right here this is whatever 2014 or 30, i mean a long time ago 13 yeah. maybe well i was like they have an instant hiv test he said yeah 32nd and i said can i buy some from you and he was like why i said so i can test those around me like you know <laughs> right exactly like oh
2: we're here at my place just take this little
0: i want to take a little drop of your blood real quick but he uh he takes it from me and two other fighters, sets it down, leaves the room for 20 minutes. So I'm like leaning. I'm stuck this IV and it's, it's on like a fixed pole. I can't take it with me. And I'm looking and I'm looking for a skull or a plus or a negative, like anything that's bad or good news. Cause I'm a little bit nervous, you know, right. Comes back in. He goes, uh, John, you're negative. Joe, you're negative. So you're negative. He said, Sean McCord. I said, yeah, he goes, huh. And he throws it in the trash. He goes, starts to open up one. goes, here, I'm gonna get another one from you. And I said. Wait, was it positive? He goes, listen, these things aren't 100% accurate. Let's don't freak out like I've seen it. So he leaves me sitting there and I said, I immediately thought, dude, in my head, like I knew I shouldn't have went out with that girl on house arrest. I knew it or went in with it. I was like, I knew it. And then I start, I was like, I got to tell my kids, man, uh, not that they're doing anything wrong with being gay, but everyone's going to think I'm gay, you know, which I was, but um, no, but so. I'm sitting there, and, dude, I am poor, like, was second thin, yeah, pouring sweat. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, my heart is racing. He goes, huh, I'm just joking. Oh, my God. He said, you know, like, you were about the bubbles going, you are I'm really funny. Medical jokes are funny, aren't they? And it, dude, it made me, it changed my life. It really did. Like, it for 45 seconds, I swear I thought I had AIDS. I was like, it's it's over. Like, it's over. Oh, I can't, I don't have, my like, Magic Johnson money. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. like I can't. I, I gotta play.
2: tell you, I'm on the doctor's <laughs> side here. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you stepped right up and fucking started that. So I mean, I, good for it. I'm proud of the guy. I hate to say right, it, that to me, that to he me got you. He fucking got that you, That's pretty when sick. I,
1: when I moved to LA, I got a phone call. This is the, uh you know, Center of Disease Control. You need to get tested immediately. um And I was like. I had a girlfriend at the time, and I just banged her for the first time with a condom. I'm like, thank God, we used a condom. Like, but, but we heard, I heard, dude i I called them back. They were like, you have high cholesterol. That was the first time. I was like, you fucking assholes. Second time, someone I slept with tested positive for something. I had to get tested immediately. The only thing open was the gay men's health clinic, right? So I had to go to the gay men's, which is health great because they already knew you,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Dude, I go there. Again? The guy was like. Uh, have you had upper tech sex with a man before? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you doing here? Uh, he's like, you don't – that's what the guy said. I, like I said, I, I'm not condoning this. dude. But uh, in um, in, in West Hollywood, by the way, uh, in West Hollywood, they have uh, trucks outside gay bars and yeah. clubs. That's instant AIDS tests. Yeah. So you, before you leave with someone, you can go get tested in, in this truck. And they get – but I'm like, what a buzzkill! I mean, can you imagine? Like, you're finally gonna get laid, and then you go in the truck and get a fucking- Yeah, I,
2: I think you, they encourage you to get tested on the way in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're kind of walking around with it, like, hey, like a big ass. You know, you're tested, you know.
0: You can. I wonder if there's can, an underground market for negative age tests, and is there a way that I can profit from it? Uh, like go to the gay bars and when, sell. I, negative I age feel there's. For me,
2: like, listen, all you need is a little graphic design work, and you can do it.
0: I was selling, allegedly I was selling uh, vaccine cards uh, for a while that I got for $10 a piece from a guy So to showed you were vaccinated when workplaces were requiring it I had the correct numbers and everything and had to actually had someone test and use it at work Because they're not allowed to share your personal information, but they can tell if it's a valid number uh, On the uh, thing, it's a valid vaccine number So yeah, I I had them, they were going all over the country there for a little while, man That was a nice little uh, side hustle for me
1: You're the funniest human being. I don't even know how you get involved in this. It's like, like career day. You went to all the worst careers, like anyone else, every other place. (laughs) Like like, his career day was like, like dealing steroids, illegal, this, uh, doing that.
0: This was when I was selling Viagra for a dollar a piece, making like three grand a month doing it. That was amazing. How
1: how are you getting the Viagra so cheap? Uh,
0: dude, there's this dude. Uh, it's real easy. (laughs)
1: All you gotta do, you go to Costco. You buy
2: a whole thing of, of Tic Tacs and then you just take those and you put them in a medicine bottle and people just buy them. It's amazing.
0: No, there's this dude that kept hitting me up and I started calling him stalker Indian Ranger because he wouldn't like leave me alone. Like he just kept texting me over and over again. You bought uh, supplements from us in the past. So I ended up like getting, I wanted his personal Instagram and all this to make sure. I mean, not that he's a fed, but he lives in India. So whatever. And I'm like, well, what do you have available? And they had all kinds of stuff available. This is years ago, past the statute of limitations maybe but um so um it's <laughs> uh i was like what can you do price wise and he's like so something outrageous i said dude i'll buy ten thousand of them but i only want to pay 25 cents a piece he's deal and i can only ship 500 at a time and i said what's your address so we're well, gonna ship them to my address let me make some calls so i had a few people i might know said hey if something got shipped to your house and stolen off your uh front porch how much would that be worth to you and they're like i don't know like 50 bucks so i, I was like you don't have any camera your house no cool okay so there's going to be a package delivered in six weeks. I'm going to steal, or I'm not going to do it, but someone's going to steal it off your front porch, Um, 500 at a time, and it's just costing me like 50 bucks, right? So now I'm only another 10 cents in. Right. And then, uh yeah, I start, I mean, that Viagra go for like 15, 20 bucks a pop. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was, like, uh, I drove the entire Indianapolis market down to where they were going to two to three a piece. And then uh I allegedly found a guy, um, but not really, but who would just take them all, like at a dollar a piece. Um, and he also, had friends who had mailing addresses. And so then I became just the middleman who would make a phone call or an email and I uh, would deliver addresses with a number, you know, with a number account and then that, or not an account, but a number of Viagra. And then I, they did their own thing and I just made all the money. So, it might, one of my, my best friends. And friend,
2: welcome to another episode of Locked Up Abroad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this, what the hell? Dude, yeah, my, one dude. of my best friends, all the You're so crazy. My friend Aldo, we we coached wrestling together and he got he um he was the, the other team tried to like steal him from us, right? And it was funny because like they're like the rich school, Harbor Westlake. It's like, you know, $30,000. Yeah. So like Well, I
2: tell you what, it sounds like a rich school. They have two fancy names.
1: Dude, so <laughs> and one of those things, like Aldo's one of these guys that always gives you Viagra whenever you see him. Like you'll say, "Hey, what's going on?" He just hands you Viagra. Like, for some reason, <laughs> he's just like, that guy. <laughs> have, I wonder,
2: you know what? I think he may have because my wife found it. She's like, what is this? This is Viagra. And I'm like, no, my was diamond shaped. I don't know what the fuck that is. You know, maybe it was. It was just random blue pill. I wonder if I got it from him. I wonder if that's where that came from.
1: <laughs> always- I had no idea what it was, but he never he never asked. There was another guy named Yoshi who would always give you porno back in the day. He worked oh, for yeah, because he Angel. worked for a porno company. Yeah, he but, worked for Evil Angel. But you would never ask for the porno. He would just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" and give you so. He and knows- also, it
2: wasn't my brand of porno. Like <laughs> I would try and watch it, I'd be like, "Who fucking gets off to this?" These
1: people are not having. <laughs> Fun. People have like chainsaws in them and them. So anyway, Aldo gives you Viagra. So he got kicked off. So he went to the other team. He ended up not passing the background check from uh, anyway, for Harbor Westlake. But for two weeks, he was coaching my opposite team. So during the match, I'm yelling out like, do the move Aldo showed you because he's, he's coaching against me. I'm like, "Give <laughs> yeah. me Aldo. So I'm just making him laugh, you know, because he's miserable over there. So in the half of the match, he hates their coach. And he comes up to me. He's like, I fucking hate this guy. And my athletic director, he just has handing us Viagra, like in the middle of a wrestling match. And I'm like, bro, we're in, the, we're in a middle school wrestling match. I don't need Viagra. Like, this is just bad optics all around. Like, Oh, my gosh. I'll
0: tell you yeah. what's a bad idea. Uh, the
2: last thing you want to do is have a boner around children in singlets.
0: Yeah, the singlet's not the best idea.
2: Last time I checked. I will tell you guys,
0: do not ever go in CVS and try to buy $5,000 in Visa gift cards to pay for Viagra because oh, it's red flags everywhere. They're like, well, what, what is this for? And I said, I'm real rich and I'm giving them to my nephew for his, and uh, my nephews for their graduation and nieces and stuff or whatever So mind your business. So we can only sell you 500 at a time. I said, okay, I'll just go to 10 different CVSs. that works. So um, I just went and uh, yeah, so that's the best way to pay for things. Just don't try to buy too many at once. They get weird.
1: Can I ever tell you, Greg, the, uh, the Aldo Black Steve story? Sean, I'm going to tell you
0: that story. Uh, so, probably
1: not. So he, He's coaching high school and there's two Steves in the team. There's a white Steve and black Steve. He's old school. He's like 60 from Philly. So he has all the kids calling the one kid black Steve because he's black, right? So, of course, the kid's mom, who's like from Compton, this big woman, goes, text him, like, why is everyone calling my kid black Steve? Like, like what kind of school? Like, you have the whole team calling Because we
2: already have a poor Steve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like... So, Aldo writes back, I'm so sorry. Mama. And his go-to emoji is the black thumbs up. Like, he thinks that's funny for some reason, but he forgot about that. So, he's like, it'll never happen again. Oh, boy. And then he sends uh, the mom uh, a black thumbs up after saying he won't call the, the kid Black Steve. So, then, of course, the mom flips out because now she got a black thumbs up after a Black Steve. Uh, so, like, I-, I thought Sean would like that story. All <laughs> yes, because right. it's because it's life racist. <laughs> so the UFC, uh, they they signed Bella Mir, who's Frank Mir's daughter. Have you seen Frank Mir's daughter? No, let me take a look here, dude. She's she was like a four-time state champion. She's she jacked out of her like she. If you were to put together like just like a superhero, like a like a super like a one of those Marvel kids, like she's just and now she wrestles for Iowa, and uh, I think she starts for the team, dude. I don't know what kind of strength and conditioning program they have this kid on but the son is like uh is gonna go in the nfl and the daughter is like and the daughter is just a monster wrestler so the ufc i guess they they're now somehow sponsoring college
0: oh i'm spelling it wrong that's my problem
1: bella mere and she's like a really yeah. nice kid but jesus frank's got some good genes huh Sean?
0: yeah that makes me sad for them I and mean, i've met his kids before i know frank i don't uh to each his own man but i if my son was going to fight i carry guilt to this day my dad begged me my last 10 fights not to do it anymore every fight he said he'd just give me the money uh, that i was getting paid for the fight he said he couldn't take the stress anymore and i told him time dad i gotta you gotta do what i gotta do you know because he knew i was hurt um on a lot of them and i was like i just i can't take money from you sorry but i imagine now that my son's older i imagine him fighting i don't i don't know how a parent can do it man like i cannot especially a girl your daughter yeah, fighting but, I mean, and-
1: but the girl's a monster and I she, know that's yeah, what,
0: she's, she's she's I mean you could tell she's she's been fighting long enough I, the musculars I'll tell, tell my dad you can't pick what you were good at, you know, like what you were born good at, you know. So I was like, that's I can true. beat anybody in the world without even training, you know, not anybody, right. but, you know, 90% of the world without even training. So um, but it's uh I, I like I said, man, it's I feel guilt over it now badly that he's dead. So well,
1: Francis mom, dad, mom. sorry, sorry about that. By the way, every time I post up with my dad, I have to hear Sean's facebook saying wish i had a dad that was alive like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, makes, that makes it so i love ruining your uh anything my dad's 30th anniversary i wish i had a dad who could have an anniversary with a woman who was still alive it must be nice like, and now uh,
1: sean why are you carrying a gun now everywhere you go
0: oh yeah no i realized dude one day um <laughs> <a little> weird. <laughs> me and my uh me and my girlfriend who you've met is about 120 pounds we were wrestling around one day playing around and I realized she could probably almost beat me in a fight now with my back. Like if I didn't win, seriously, if I did not win in the first 30 seconds, let's say she somehow avoided me. All it takes is me moving the wrong way and I'll be on laying on the ground screaming, you know? So that's when I realized I'm not nearly as tough as I thought I was, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, cause I think I'll time me yeah, if that dude does this, I'll do this. And then I think, wait, no, I won't. You're not going to do anything like that kid could probably beat you up that 22 year old. You know what I mean? Like I think about I was somebody I boxed Jake Paul, I was like, wait, Jake Paul would beat me up now, like, you know what I mean, or whatever, like, I can't even move my back, I can barely walk, you know, so I just started carrying a gun with me, because I want to be able to have the same attitude and confidence, um, you know what I mean, and, and a surety that I know I would win the fight um, if I got into it with somebody, because I have a tendency to get in altercations, I can't imagine why, but, like, I've been in multiple movie altercations where, like, I threw a Coke and hit a guy in the face with it, by a guy, I mean a 13-year-old kid, but he spit on me. Um But you don't uh, think
1: that maybe that having a gun would be the worst thing because you would do something stupid like this and then shoot somebody uh, and be in jail? Some
2: mace or. Uh... might not
0: be the best idea, but I've also been shot at before and had guns put in my face in real situations, so I would much rather have one should that happen than not. Why did
1: someone miss you with a, a, a shot? <laughs>
0: Uh, I've been shot. They, it's a long story, but I, I heard one ricochet right by my head, man, during like an altercation thing and it started going off. And I'm out of the tough guy like, dude, what, what are they letting on fireworks over there? And then you hear Bing, like right by your head, you know, or whatever. You're like, dude, they are actually shooting. Took me like 10 seconds to realize it was for real and then had to jump on the ground, climb under a car or whatever. So um, I guess they were not shooting directly at me. But uh, we also had when I was camping when I was 10 years old or 12 years old. My dad accidentally threw a bag of bullets for a 22 rifle in the fire in the campfire. And that was the first time fire directed at me. Like I was standing there, and I started. Hearing.
2: Yeah, they just. Pew, pew, pew.
0: Yeah, I, I. started. Yeah, it was probably two hundred bullets. I started hearing what Why I. Why would you crazy. wait on purpose? No, he he thought it was trash. My dad was so clean, so obsessed with trash. Like he would he used to bathe in bleach. Like my dad would pour, pour bleach on something. in the shower. Still he, he, You don't just throw shit into a fire my dad did he would grab any paper he saw any trash anything he saw this bag with a like some chips in it or whatever not realizing my brother had pulled 22 poured 22 shells into it because his box broke because we were shooting while we're you know like while dad, we were like out there wiley coyote talking- or
1: something that's sounds- how yeah, so,
0: so, so great decision making runs in the family right absolutely yeah he threw a bag of i swear to god threw a bag of bullets in the fire and we thought they were black cats he goes who's lighting about fireworks i told you guys not to bring any you know or whatever and then we started hearing ricochets and started seeing it come out of the fire and i was like he's like did one of you boys put bullet or bullets in one of those bags like that or whatever we were like uh yeah and then we all same thing dove on the ground man and just waited for it to stop but it was uh Oh it gets surreal, like surreal when, when bullets are going around you like that, and hitting stuff. Like you sit there, like just waiting for it. Like, well, this will- Sean, this will- as your
1: friend, as one of your best friends, do not carry a gun everywhere. Okay. <laughs> you have lots of rage up 10, pen- pen- you, you, you don't have an outlet right now. For yeah. all the anger, other than like writing shit on Facebook and stuff, and I just I
2: that, see- and you also just said it on this podcast. Yeah, I could. Right. Deni- so your deny. So your deniability is going to be. Well, I have a license. So it's
0: 100 legal. I have a license to carry. So, right. um, although I did when I went to Theo's show the other day, I got in there and had my gun with me, and saw they had metal detectors, so I had to go walk back out to the car and leave it because that you parked yeah. with your dead grandmother. Yeah, dead grandmother. Okay. Put that uh, out there. We had to limp to it to make sure, in case anybody saw the handicap thing. I how don't back- know. <laughs> how
1: was how was backstage at the show?
0: Uh He actually, man, I didn't want to bother to do too much. So I told him we would just wait till he came out because he was going to take pictures with people after. He probably stood out there for an hour taking pictures with people. Man, it's uh, yeah. I think it's uh, it's really cool of him, man, to still do that at that level. He's flying in private jets and stuff. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to go back out. No one does that at that level that I've ever known. Actually, go out and take pictures. But he, uh he was cool, man. His, he made sure his manager Bizzle the guy made sure that uh he spent extra time talking to my son and my nephews and like my son thinks me and Theo are friends out because Theo recognized me he goes hey what's up Sean like whatever like getting a hug or whatever where everybody else he's just smiling taking pictures and they move on you know whatever and my son's like, man, he remembered you. I was like, Trey, like, what do you do? What do you think? Like, no one, he, I met him six weeks ago. Look how big I am. Of course, he remembers me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not.
2: Well, even- and Theo's a genuine guy. He really is. He's a sweetheart of a guy and genuinely one of the funniest guys I've ever worked with. So, I mean, you know, the, he, he's pretty cool that way.
0: I, I'm glad for him. And anybody like you, Adam, anybody that's been doing it for 20 years, um, Brennan Schaub, people like that. You guys all, uh, when you finally get your chance, and it's not based on talent because you've been that talent for years, you just finally right place the right time. If Theo hadn't been on Joe Rogan, he probably would, would still be unknown. You know, like it just, when it's your shot, I mean, if you guys were smart, you would have fought for years, get almost brain dead, then befriend Joe Rogan, and he would be so concerned for your health, he would gift you a career with 179 appearances on his show. In a row,
1: but. It's all good. So, uh it's supposed to be Nganu says he's in, t- in uh, contact with Tyson Fury for a super fight boxing this summer.
0: Oh mm-hmm. man. I... I like how they're going to switch it to the gloves. Like that matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're, but you're still boxing, but it'll be smaller gloves. Okay. Well he'll win then.
1: I, I don't see, I can't see Ngannou beating. I mean, unless Fury didn't take it seriously, which Fury's kind of a head case. Maybe he might not take it as serious as he was, you know, Anthony Joshua or, uh, uh, somebody, you know, uh, what's his name? You know, what I'm talking about the guy that like, uh, the huge guy that,
0: uh, uh Wilder. Wilder. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's a, uh, why do we, him keep-
0: then Ganu versus Wilder is a far better fight, far more interesting because they both do the same thing. They don't have a lot of technique. They just swing wild and they've got so much power. That would be better. But, um, I mean, he could hit, if he hits Fury, he could knock him out, out. It's Kenny hitting. And it's, it's, I don't know, man.
1: Um, and then also, uh, this week, PFL. So they have this new thing where they have celebrities vote on whether or not you make the PFL in their super fight. Fr- like last, and week, that's
2: how you know WME
1: got involved. No, it's the PFL, <laughs> it's not. I know that well, so they are involved then. No, PFL's is not. Uh, Somebody's aren't involved. I mean, uh, oh, I thought, I thought, make.
2: I thought, I thought the UFC umbrella ended up uh, buying them. No, no, Thank no. You.
0: They originally owned the PFL. Back in the day, they don't now. But the UFC allegedly owned uh, PFL back in the day to, to hurt Bellator by signing all the guys they didn't want. So,
1: But last year, I guess they had like Jeremy Piven was one of the guys that like decided whether or not you should get a, a contract. Uh, this year, it's Kurt Angle is doing it this Friday. and <laughs> From the people that brought you last comic
2: standing, it's a new twist on the professional fantasy.
1: I mean, can you imagine? Like, this
2: year, this year, sure, you're a good fighter, but what does Tom Arnold think?
0: (laughs) Tom Arnold was the perfect person to use in that joke. Was- right <laughs>
2: reference again I talk about this in my workshops the golden reference Fine, I approach.
0: mean
1: come on I mean what why why are we doing this I mean it was Kurt Angle and Paige VanZant are the two judges this week I don't know I don't know who the third the third judge is But are they judging
0: that. the fight or who gets into a tournament
1: Who gets into who gets into the PFL like basically these are like you know it's like they're they're rookie like a
0: contender series but yeah, with, contender. with celebrity judges
1: celebrity okay. judges yes um and last year it was last year it was piven and tyron woodley this year it's kurt angle uh
0: so i i At yeah. least when Van Zant's doing it when she says when i used to fight it'll actually be true as opposed to when rogan says you know back when i was fighting i'm like wait when did that happen you mean a taekwondo yeah. tournament? that doesn't count like it's not you weren't fighting in a taekwondo tournament um but uh yeah I, I don't know if you guys know that but a lot of fighters really don't like that when rogan says back when he was fighting so he yeah, didn't text me back so he can eat one so
1: um, and then <laughs> uh, and then they announced that uh, Israel Adesanya will take on Pereira April 8th for the fourth time. Um, they fought twice in kickboxing, uh, where Pereira won, and now they fought once in MMA. But people are like, why does you get – I mean, he was winning four rounds to nothing. I mean, he did get caught in the fifth round, so it, it wasn't
0: like uh, – I've you know, never understood the anger over it, a champion getting an immediate rematch. Like, oh, has he earned it? He had 12 title defenses, yeah. He went in those 12 title defenses, you know. Yeah, like, I
2: mean, that was a shocking victory to say the least, you know. Right. I mean, it, and yeah, he was absolutely winning that fight hands down before he uh, he got caught. So, you know, I mean, okay, if yeah. you
0: don't do it. Let's say he loses his next one now, he's got to win two or three to get back there, you know. Like, it's just like it, it's not even if he gets injured, breaks his hand or leg, whatever. Then now he's got to. I always say, do the fight like back when they were doing Fedor and Brock Lesnar. I was like, dude, just do whatever it takes to make the fight. Even if it's a one fight deal, just do whatever it takes. Cause otherwise it never happens. Like it just never, it goes away. You know, like it just. He
1: was so nice. I, I sat next to him at the award show. I, I, I got up, my dad was sitting next to him. I had no idea who he was. Which like, one, hey, which one? Uh Israel Adesanya. I'm like, dad, this is Israel. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you. I go, this guy's you know, the, the best in the world. He's like, I got work to do. Right. So he's sitting there. My daughter spills his drink all over his he flew in the night before from from uh, uh new zealand to get the award he spit my, my my daughter kicks his alcohol everywhere so now i'm like oh god so i'm like hey man i'm, I'm sorry he's like ah kids i go you have it he's like i don't, I don't not that i know of I'm Like nice guy and then the waitress came over he asked the waitress to get him chapstick i've never seen it before she goes do you have any chapstick and she, this beautiful way, just and she went and got him chapstick. Um, <laughs> well, he is to Sonia. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure if you asked for chapstick, she'd be like, "The gift shop is
2: located in the lobby." <laughs> yeah,
1: no, like he he pulled in. They had a whole like team of of people that walked with him, like it was like FBI, but like there was but there was no one there. <laughs> 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 well,
0: we I think most people just believe that israel has a right to exist and they were protecting him to make sure that
1: uh I'm, i was looking for the israel joke to, to, uh,
0: safely uh be able with his life
1: one thousand percent uh but a real nice guy um he was sitting there and uh i think he's gonna win this fight i don't i i think that um i think i think he he learned his lesson and i think he's gonna win this rematch you greg sean
0: handily Uh, I say it's hard to beat anybody four times in a row, man, in anything. Um, So I think, uh, you know, the same basketball team plays four times in a row. They usually don't win all of them. So I I just the odds alone would say that uh, Adesanya should win.
2: And we just saw that play itself out in the NFL with Cincinnati and Kansas City. You know, they're in there th- going in 3-0, and and I was like, it's tough to beat somebody four, four times in a row. But I don't really count those first two because it was a totally different discipline, totally different arena. I don't count those two. I think, you know, he didn't really win the first one. He got lucky, and I think of the second one. Israel And Israel's one of those fighters, sort of the way John Jones was, which is they could easily have put them out sooner, but they were enjoying beating up on them. They were enjoying the fight, only they let it go too long and the guy got lucky. I do not think this happens this time. I'd be amazed if it got out of the second round.
1: Uh, Also, they announced Chevchenko's is taking on Grasso March 4th on the John Jones card. Uh, Jared Gordon, he's the one that got fucked by Patty Pimlet, remember? Like, he won that fight. Everyone gave it to Patty. He's fighting Bobby Green. Uh they, they keep giving him uh Bobby Green's a tough guy because he's so fast, but he got knocked out hard his last fight. You go, you Bobby Green got like Oof. and then Kel- Kelvin Kelvin Gastelum is taking on Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis has never been taken down in the UFC. Uh he for 20 for 20 takedown defenses. Um oh, that's impressive. Yep. Um so this guy named uh John uh Joseph Holmes claims that he was beat up by Kevin Holland and his crew last Friday. Uh, he was walking past him at some event and he got jumped. He says, uh, yeah, that's, he's basically. And I hope then, to God the judge
0: and jury have not seen his last couple fights because they will never believe that story kevin holland yeah they're like kevin holland didn't beat anybody up there are no way he beat you up. um
1: yes and then uh but and then also caitlin neal who's like oh, kevin fuck. holland needs to move on to
2: to wild and out <laughs> where he can finally use all that trash talking to his advantage
1: uh and then uh the bell uh, what's the name sign with the pfl caitlin neal who's like a fucking smoke show this girl's uh uh, very, very a nice girl. She signed with the PFL, so happy about that. Um, and then uh it was one of those things on the Ultimate Fighter. She was on the Ultimate Fighter, she's like, My father, I haven't seen him in years. He just passed away from drugs, he wasn't a good father, like all, like talked about it and like found out that his her dad died like a week before the fight. And then she wins her fight and someone's like, Your father would be so proud of you. Uh, I was mm-hmm. like, uh <laughs> like maybe you didn't get the backstory about this, but uh uh yeah. Um and other news. So did you guys see that Pornhub? I don't know if this is real, but Pornhub is uh celebrating Black History Month by only putting on Oh
2: god. Oh
1: god. <laughs> so look, so
2: some- somebody said there's, what if- there's some organizations you don't want to be
0: celebrated. Oh, by. They're only they're only uploading videos of fat white women. Is that what you're getting at?
1: No, I that's not oh. what I'm so look, so look, they go Pornhub. What a time to be. Is is this real? We we commit to stand in solidarity and take action with the black community by rightfully demand justice. That's why, June, only Ebony videos will be available on our website on Pornhub.
0: (laughs) I can't be real. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to verify it, but that seems like it can't be real. That seems, you know what? It's one of
2: those things that that, that see, you know, possibly I, I'm going to assume, you know, I hope was done <laughs> with the best of intentions, <laughs> but that is not how you celebrate anyone. Like, oh my god! So now here's a bunch don't of video, here's a bunch of video not. of women who really needed a thousand dollars, like. No, no! Oh my God! This is like the new comedy on OnlyFans. This is like the new comedy on OnlyFans. Like, is this really the platform? Like, you're between two girls showing their buttholes, and you're just with a mic.
1: (laughs) So yeah, uh, Pornhub is. uh... Th- doing that. I, that can't be real, but that is funny though. If it, if it is real, that's I mean the, the comment are- to
0: announce it also during during February or January. Like, by the way, six months from now.
1: So uh Logan Paul has a new drink out. And- <laughs> That'd be like if Lay's were like, We're celebrating Alcohol's Anonymous Anonymous Week by having five year chips. Like for Holocaust Remembrance Day. We're only having Jewish women. Like, like, I. It's just like, like what? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It, it's uh, not good. It, it's not good. Um. So Logan Paul has a new drink. A <laughs> new flavor. Five year chips. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul has a new uh, drink out called Prime. Have you heard about this? It's like uh, it's up against Gatorade. Uh, him and here's Kay- the amazing thing: they'll pay you to drink it. Him and KSI have this drink. It's now the official drink of the UFC. So Dana White and Logan Paul are now in business.
0: I um, like how Logan acted like he was signing with UFC to make everyone look at the announcement. And then uh, yeah. being the official drink of the UFC, by the way, does that mean you have to drink it if you're signing with UFC? Like, or whatever, like, we'd like to have some water at your camp here, but well, it's, uh, they're gonna have it like all
2: over you know, they're gonna have it all over the you know, the tables when they have the press conferences. I, I bet they bill you right for it there. too.
0: I bet if the FC gives, gives you one, they charge you for it too. Mm. Yeah,
1: uh, that's uh, so yeah, power, uh, power slap. I guess, like, like I said, they're having that, they're having that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm not really sure what else we could. Are add. you going through all that guy's notes right now? <laughs> yeah, this guy gave me like this dude's my favorite
2: movie ever. Can we producer? talk
1: about the actual 5 center this weekend? We already talked about him. Remember it was the all Asian card? And then Yeah, but I mean that was like two
2: weeks ago. Oh, that was last week. Yeah, uh, all right. That we last know. week. All right. I was gonna say Derek Lewis versus Spivak. I think because you don't like Derek Lewis in this one. And I think this is a great matchup for Derek Lewis. I think
1: this is exactly the kind of thing he needs to get back in there. He lost a lot of weight. You see, he, he got like in decent shape. He's actually yeah. so you see this? He lost I about yeah. lost about 35 pounds. Uh and he almost looks skinny. Um, which that might not be good. I don't think this is good. I, I think that the when is this ever whenever you're like a fat guy gets in good shape, it always like I remember Johnny Hendricks had like a six pack and he was losing to everybody, but when he had a belly, he was just knocking people out.
0: Yeah, Dude, like
2: like like Derek Lewis he doesn't need to fall in love with his cardio.
0: Yeah, that's I, not what he's good at. When I fought Pujanowski, his previous fight was at three hundred and fifteen. He got all the way down to two hundred and sixty. I'm like, dude, you're the only thing you're good at is being strong. Why would you drop fifty or sixty pounds of muscle? That doesn't make any sense at all. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. a good fighter. It's that you're so overwhelmingly strong. He's still stronger than me, but uh, it, like it, that's like taking your should O'Neal learn to be a three-point shooter? You know what I mean. Like, why? Like, why are you taking the, the thing you're best at and trying to change it? You know, like it doesn't. Yeah, let
1: sense. me see if I could uh if I could find a, a picture. So here's him, um, running. Uh, fucking. Vibe. Oh
2: my god, he's gonna try. like, I'm gonna try and laugh. take him into deep waters, get him into the fifth round. Like, no, that's not what you do. Yeah, you knock gonna... guys out and fuck the floor. That's what you do.
0: You know, John yeah. Jones always said he fought better when he didn't take training seriously and was doing cocaine and just partying because he was carefree going in. Like, if I lose, I lose. It's just part of it. But, um, some, um I mean, whatever works for you, man. Derek Lewis, I think, is the kind of guy that going in with nothing to lose is his thing. Dang, he is way down.
2: Oh, shit. Uh, now I got to oh, put dude. all the money on Speedback. Shit.
0: Wow. That's got to be more than 30 pounds, isn't it?
2: I mean, I mean, he I looks, be- I mean, listen, he looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. But that, like we said, that doesn't equal being, a, you know, better fighter necessarily. Well, it, it may, it means a different fighter, which may not be good. I mean, he's dead. I don't know. Maybe I. Don't, that's weird.
1: I don't know what to say about that. But I mean, what he was doing wasn't working in the past. He hadn't won his last couple fights, so. right? And clearly,
2: that's the thing. He's realized, you know what?
1: I gotta, I gotta take
2: this more seriously. I gotta change things up. I gotta be a better fighter. You know, it's like, and I struggle. You know, everyone struggles with this. I struggle with it too. Like I'm, you know, I'm kind of a dirty comic. I'm a party comic. That's what I do. I'm not a particularly, I'm not Mr. Big Messages. I have some stuff that's social commentary, et cetera, but not too deep. But I always try and drag myself into that realm. And every time I do, I walk away going, what am I doing? Who do I, that's not, I'm not that guy. I'm not, you know, Carlin. I'm, I'm Kinnison. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm Robin Williams. I'm not, Uh. Um. you know, what are the, uh, Dennis Miller or something, you know, like it's just not, or Jon Stewart. Like it's just, you know, I I always sometimes you just got to be the animal you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I'm actually now I'm actually curious. Before, I mean, if you if he would have came out the way he usually does, though, I would have been like he's losing. So now I got to see. But I don't think his problem before was cardio. Uh, his last mm. couple fights, he just been getting he's just been getting wrecked. Uh, so we will see. We will see. I mean, who knows? Maybe if he actually puts more time into it, it'll mean more to him.
0: If he's skinnier because he's been training so much more, that's one thing. But if you did it just to do it, man, like I, I'll tell you what, when I, the skinnier and lighter I got the worse fighter I became, I was un not unstoppable, but I was mopping Mitrione on the ground when I was 315 pounds. Like it wasn't even close. When I got down where I'm walking at 285, 280, he would submit me and stuff. I didn't have any strength left. I didn't have any, anything. Cause I was starved all the time. You know, like in it, everyone's like, you look fantastic. I'm like, I don't feel fantastic. I don't feel strong. I don't feel. You know, yeah. like anything. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not great for everybody. But if it's just a result of taking it serious for the first time, who knows, man? Like, uh, we'll see.
2: So, Greg, Ooh. what do you got? Greg, what do you got coming up this weekend? I'm in Vegas, baby. I'll be there uh, Thursday night uh, doing the late show at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club right there on the Strip, and then Friday night doing the Dirty at 12:30. So uh, come out and check out those shows. That one's at the South Point. The weekend after that, Super Bowl weekend, I will be in Glendale, Arizona. At the uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club, which is right there in the complex with, you know, the the State Farm Arena, everything. It's all right there. I'm going to be right there doing shows at the Stir Crazy. You can join me for those. Week after that, I'll be at a uh, corporate gig in the Bahamas, not do jammy. And then after that, I will be at TK's Comedy Club in Dallas, up in Addison. So if you're uh, that way, I'll be
1: up at TK's. I also recommended you for Cabo. I did Cabo last week, and uh, he wants to bring you out. Uh, Isn't that
2: well, what's his name show? Manny, um Manny. Yeah, exactly. Listen, like Manny doesn't know,
1: I you know come on. Up, but know. Manny's be...
2: Manny's mad
1: at me because I kicked him out of my fantasy football. No, but he so... said he, was, he said he was a little nervous. He goes, Can I bring him out? And will you be uh have too much partying around? Like, will you be uh and I'm like, No, no, Greg doesn't party anymore. So
2: uh that's bullshit. He just he was mad at me because I fucking did, kicked him out of my fantasy football league. So, which I only kicked him out because the guy just didn't he's one of those guys that thinks he's a great trash talker and really he's just being an asshole and it's like I it's like I don't need this dude. You're fucking out, man. This is supposed to be fun. You're fucking taking it way too seriously.
0: Uh Sean, what do you got coming up? I always loved it when guys took it too seriously. That always made me happy. Um, I, I, I just done. got
2: annoyed. I was just sick
1: of reading it all day. I'm like, oh, God,
2: fucking let up, dude. dude I've
0: had to block people on
1: Facebook. There was a fucking – just two comics that, like, kept trying to fuck with me. And I'm like, I'm not part of your crew. I, I don't I don't have time for this. And I'd post a video, and the people are what you're – just being – they got to me. You get to me on the wrong day. And then I found out that the guy was telling male comedians he had a gig for them. It was a, a nudist gig, and he was trying to see them naked. Like, he was like, hey, you could only perform if I could see you naked first. It pays X amount of money, but they want to see what you look like naked. Like he And this guy's married to a woman. So I'm like, uh, if this dude ever fucks at me again, I'm going to be – I'm just going to – I have that in my pocket of like, bro, you're trying to get male comics naked, lying to them, saying you have a gig for them. You're a fucking scumbag. And then just see what he says.
0: I didn't even know Bruce Buffer was doing stand-up. That's weird. There it is.
1: Man, we almost made it through
0: one. <laughs> uh, Sean, what do you got? I got doctor's appointments, man. That's about it. I've got a. Uh, they don't even pretend like they can help me more with my back. It's uh, it's all about how are we getting to? Uh, you're a drug addict. That's what we're getting to. Like it's uh, I went to the. You know, I got in that car accident where I rolled my car and could have died and everything. Um, I go to the ER because my doctor said insurance won't pay for an MRI unless you've been denied an MRI by the ER. I was there for two hours trying to explain to them that I didn't want pain pills that I. Just need a denial that you guys won't do an MRI. Well, we're going to need a urine sample from you. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not like being admitted to the hospital. I just need a verification. I need my insurance to get MRI, you know, my back and neck because I hurt worse since that accident. And I just need I know you guys don't do it. an emergency. It's been four weeks ago. So he's going to denial letter. Well, we're going to go ahead and admit you. No, no, you're not. You know, what I mean, or whatever. Arguing with them, I eventually end up. uh, They told me I couldn't leave. They they said they, the security like guard, guard tried telling me I couldn't leave and I was like dude you don't you don't tell me where I can go like what are you talking about I just walked out you know or whatever but uh, I told my doctor she's gonna have to just accept my trust me that I said that they denied me an MRI you know what I mean or whatever because they're not they're not giving me a letter so why do you seem nervous I said I'm not nervous what do you mean well why are you sweating I'm like it's like 150 in here and I have to wear a mask you know what I mean even though you're not wearing a mask your security guard's not wearing a mask but I've got to wear one you know it doesn't make sense to me. You know, or whatever. And uh so I was like, oh, you seem nervous. I'm like, no, I'm just I don't want to be here. I just want to see if you guys could just, you know, tell me you won't do an MRI or give me a letter or anything. You know, what I mean, just um can I film you? Then like she got mad. I said, can, you, can I just film you saying you're not going to an MRI? And then I can show it to my doctor. But it's, a, it's just standard stupidity, man. So but I could have got my vaccine for free if I wanted it. They would have done that. <laughs> All right. They so February,
1: uh, February 27th to March Uh, fifth, I will be headlining the, uh, laugh factory in Las Vegas. Uh, come see me. uh, Thank you guys so much and, uh, have a great week guys.